Traded for ball for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T.I.K. This is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand-up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. What is happening, Dickies? Monday, Monday, Monday morning. It's Monday morning. Fresh off the plane from Austin, Texas. Texas. Shout out to the uh, the Austin locals, man. Keep it weird. Keep it thick, Austin. Me and the boys went out there. Some of the best shows I've ever had. It was just a fun time. A really, really fun time, man. Shout out to the Vulcan Gas Company Theater. Right off 6th Street. And they get loose, dog. <laughs> they get loose there. Yeah, I've never seen a more packed street. I mean, I didn't wear a mask the entire time I was there. Even it was, you know, I'm from LA, so it's it weird for me being that loosey goosey. But they're doing it right, man. They're doing it right. They're doing it right. Love Austin, though. Absolutely love Austin. Love Texas. That's why I have a Texas fucking tattoo, man. Love Texas. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing was the freaking fights, man. We just got to get into it. I was too excited. Here's the problem. When there's a big UFC like this, like UFC 261, if it's a fight night, you know, I'm not too worried about it. I'll, I'll catch it on the replay. But when it's a big UFC, I have to see it live because everyone, their mom will spoil it for me when I get off stage. So I got to watch most of the prelims in the green room. And then the main card started. My show started right when the main card started. And I'm looking through. I'm like, all right, well, Smith and crew, that's definitely not going to decision. Hall, Weidman, not going to decision. Shevchenko, Andrade, probably decision. Rose, Wele, that's definitely going to go at least four or five. And I'll probably be able to come and see the main event. Wrong, Brendan. Wrong, because it's one of the best UFCs of all time. It was fantastic. This should be called UFC 261. Oh, shit. Because just there was just so many oh, shit moments from the get-go. And it shows you, man, like when there's a full-capacity crowd in there, it's just something different about it. As much as, you know, I was one of the advocates who loved not having fans there. You can listen to the corn and stuff like that. I think the hardcores love it because you really get the inside baseball kind of, you know, how the sausage is made from – all angles when there's no crowd but when there's a crowd the electricity in the room from those other human beings being in there people show up man and from the freaking opening bell that women's straw weight uh fight from the opening bell man it was just it was just a different vibe and everyone showed up and they knew how important this was and you had freaking the Las Vegas Journal hating on the UFC for having full capacity, and you you had all these other shitty news outlets hating on the UFC for doing this. You're talking about 15,000 people packed. You think the big man upstairs will let anything happen to those people and have Tim Tebow cage side? That guy's closer to Jesus Christ than all of you, and he showed up with his dime piece wife. You don't think he's good to go? Come on, y'all. Shout out to Florida. Shout out to Jacksonville. They sold out in seconds. The people decide what you can and can't do, and the UFC's let you know people want to go out and get back to normal. There, there's vaccinations, all right? Let's get back to normal. And this card, man, shout out to every fighter on this card. Shout out to Dana White for putting this card on. Shout out to DeSantis in Florida for allowing a full-packed house. It was just... 
This this has to be one one of the most important UFCs of all time for the the gravity of what it stood for for the news outlets hating on them for putting on the show during a pandemic even though cases have never been lowered and you know no one had a mask on but even here's the thing even Dana said this if you want to wear a mask wear a mask no one gives a fuck if you don't don't wear a mask it's up to you it's your life and it's packed and it was packed and the fighters put on a show man God. Damn. One of my favorite fights was Randy Brown versus uh, the Brazilian Cowboy. Randy Brown's a problem, man. That boy is big for the weight division and talented as all get out. Keep your eye on him in the welterweight division. Randy Brown is a bad mother jamma. And then also uh, Brendan Allen, great name. Knew you were going to win with that name. (laughs) Brendan Allen showed out as well. And then you get to the main card. So again, my, my last show is about to start. You know, my guys are getting ready, you know, and there's three comics before me. We have MC, so I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't want to miss this card because then I got to rewatch everything Sunday again. So it's a lot. Anthony Smith walks out. Jimmy Crute, I had Jimmy Crute winning uh, going into the fight. I think I picked him uh, last Monday's show. I just thought stylistically, Anthony Smith, you know, on the back nine of things. Um, obviously his leg kicks uh, proved the difference here and he was landing those early and he landed one very similar to what happened to Michael Chandler once you hit that nerve and that that shut off there's nothing you can do and he wanted to continue fight because he's an absolute warrior but you just can't when, when you can't uh, stand on two legs you can't continue the fight so you know Anthony Smith won that one so you're like alright here we go all right, in the next fight here we go Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman rematch they fought back in the day in Jersey and Uriah Hall's a different guy. He's he's more mature. He's finally got his mental game on right. He's one of the most talented guys in the UFC. Here we go. And you forget the hype on Uriah Hall, man. I think a lot of people forget the hype on Uriah Hall. Remember when he was on the ultimate fighter and he knocked dudes out with that spinning heel kick and the spinning back kick. And there was talk of him fighting Anderson Silva right then. And Dana even had to come out and say, hey, we're not, we're not, we're not doing Uriah Hall for the title shot right away. That's coming off the ultimate fighter, son. That's how nuts it was. My allergies are popping. So if I'm sniffing and doing that, my allergies are kicking like thug rose in the fucking face right now. My allergies are fucking popping. So we'll get through it. Shout out to Claritin, but you're not working, so I need something else. Let me know if you guys use something else. All right, fantastic. Um, yeah, so you're out how Chris Weidman. How in sick was that was that not the most oh shit moment of the night? That one and then Rose, right? Yeah, was yeah. the most oh shit. Uh, Kamaro was pretty oh shit, shit too. Dude, the whole night. But Rose was like, oh my God, girl. But back to Rat Hall. When that happened with Chris Weidman, it's just how I mean, if you wrote this for Hollywood, if you gave him a script and you gave him the story of Chris Weidman and how when he fought Anderson Silva and then Anderson kicks him, you know, fucking bends his leg and breaks it. And then you're you, at the end of the script, you write, and then Chris Weidman has a rematch with Uri Hall. This guy, he's finally coming to his own. And then he throws a kick and his leg breaks the exact same way as Anderson Silva did. Hollywood go, it's, it's too on the nose. It's just, no, it's too obvious. No one's going to believe this. It was just insane, dude. Insane. And the UFC showed it. I guess you got to replay once. And then like, all right, we're good. We don't want to make you guys throw your chicken wings up. It was nuts. I felt so bad for Chris Weidman. Felt bad for Ryan Hall, too. That's not a way you want to win. Still a win, son. That's four in a row. And I have ideas for you. But 
win is win. It's just a shitty way to win. You don't you go through all that camp, and I do think Rahal would have got a highlight reel knockout over him, but uh, it's just not the way you want to win. You put all that work in. You want to show what you're capable of, and the Chris Weidman leg breaks like that. You know, I I, know, I think uh, Connor was saying, you know, it was something going on, you know, and there's small fractures, and then finally a big one happens. I got to believe, I, I, I think there's something to that. I also think it's the weight cut. I think when it's the weight cut, your body's lacking those nutrients and it's so dehydrated and the bones are there. That also has something to do with it because Chris Weidman's a big fucking dude. What else is kind of sad, you know, in, you know, fighting, you know, it's no different than horse racing. You know, those horses roll their ankle. They take them out to pasture and fucking shoot them in the face. So no one's going to get shot. But, you know, at the end of your career, you know, you're seeing how it goes for these guys who are kind of on the back nine of their career. It's like everybody ends up face down, ass up or without a fucking leg. So for Chris Weidman, it's like, is it over, over? No, Chris Weidman's a straight warrior and will bounce back. I bet he does one or two more fights, but it's, it's pretty over. It's just such a shame uh, that that's the way to end it. But let me ask you guys this in this room. Would you rather be Chris Weidman or Jorge Masvidal? Because let's talk about it. so Chris Weidman, right? That leg fracture. He had surgery. He's gonna be fine. There's, you know, he. I don't know if they put plates in it with screws, stuff like that. They're both on the back nine of the careers. But we can physically see the damage of Chris Weidman's leg. Terrible, broken half, whatever. You know, and they're gonna put plates and he'll, he'll be back walking, playing with his kids. And I, I would imagine it's an Alex Smith story here, and he comes back and he's a comeback fighter of the year if they even give that award. If there's even award shows for MMA anymore. But he'll have one or two more fights and probably win one of those or lose one, and that's the end of his career. But it's not a sad story. Chris Weidman has a, has had a fantastic career. You know, you saw how those fans cheered for him when they're showing people. Uh, when Chris Weidman came out, I would say, besides Mazdal uh, or Rose, probably got the loudest applause. You know, Justin Gaethje got a loud applause. Obviously, Nick Diaz did, but Chris Weidman's applause is. Probably the loudest besides the main event with Jorge. So, you know, he's definitely, you know, made his mark in the sport. He's one of the all-time greats. Um, just a phenomenal career. It's just a shame that, you know, this kind of – and I'm not even going to say it here. I'm not going to paint that narrative on Chris Weidman, the All-American Weidman. You know, he's had a phenomenal career. Um, but you can't say this defines him. You know, he's had too good of a career for that. Let's take a little break from me ranting about fighting in the UFC and how great the fights were this weekend, because guess what? Did you forget something at the store? Or maybe your thick ass needs a snack, maybe a drink. I need my drinks. I need my drinks. I need in under 30 minutes. Well, guess what? DoorDash can get that done. What do you need? Dinner? Check. Deodorant? Check. Morning pick-me-up from Dunkin' Donuts. I don't like their coffee, but you can drink that. Check. Get everything you need whenever you need it with DoorDash. You want Chinese? Then pizza? Then your fat friend's cra craving Froyo? Or he wants some freaking honey down his fat mouth? We got it. DoorDash gets it to you, man. So get on it. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now, right to your door. And you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash. Two, get drinks, snacks, other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering's easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want it, and it shows up at your crib. All right? Pretty, pretty easy. Figure it out, man. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, 
you can support your neighborhood ghost tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, which I order about nine times a week, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, Below the Belt listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and with code BTB. That's 25% off, which I need to order some goddamn allergy medicine, uh, DoorDash. Up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and with code BTB. Don't forget, that's code BTB with 25% off for your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. This episode of Below the Belt, giving you all the juicy breakdowns of UFC 261, is brought to you by Blue Chew. It's been a hell of a year, man. Personally, I've aged about 40 years over 2020. These past 12 months have been tough for your boy, especially in the bedroom. Can't wake my man up. Can't wake him up anymore. Can't slap him into shape throw him around he's doing nothing he won't wake up and then blue chew came along blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as viagra and cialis but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost blue chew tablets help men achieve harder stronger erections to combat all forms of ed talking about that erectile dysfunction it's not your friend man Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Ships straight to your door, little discreet package. Nobody knows you need help with your dick game, all right? Don't like swallowing pills? Cool. They're chewable, for God's sakes. It's made in the U.S. of A., so support America. Otherwise, leave. So if you could benefit from extra comments when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And boy, do I got a deal for you viewers and listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code SHOB, S-C-H-A-B, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code SHOB, to receive your first month free. And I thank Blue Chew for being part of the podcast. But who would you rather be? Would you rather be Chris Weidman, who we could see the issue and they're going to fix it and you know he's at the end of his career no matter what or would you rather be Jorge Masvidal people go well that Chris Weidman injury was terrible you think that's worse than a flatline KO because we can repair the leg he can walk around with that leg can't repair the brain I just think it's such it's you know because we're such verbal creatures or I'm sorry uh, visual creatures and we can see that that leg broke in half like oh my god that's terrible and we're used to knockouts, but we can't see what's going on with the brain and the wiring and the CT and stuff like that. And you see Mazadal stand up afterwards, and you're like, oh, he's good. Is he, is he, though? I'd rather be Chris Weidman. I'd rather be Chris Weidman. I think that's interesting. I'd rather be Chris Weidman. Surprisingly, I'd rather be Chris Weidman. Because the, 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 the damage to that brain, he is not good. That is not normal. You know, you're, when your body shuts off like that. You're just talking about a guy who's never been flatlined before like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, I do think Chris Weidman comes back. And for Uriah Hall, I, I keep telling you guys this, man. Obviously, he's going to have more work to do, but a, a win, it's a win. I'm going to fuck what he said. That's a win. He, he's the one who checked it. His leg fell off. That's a win. So that's four in a row. As far as matchup-wise, you're telling me to my face, y'all. You're telling my thick face. You wouldn't rather see Uriah Hall versus Izzy Adesanya, the style bender, over Marvin Vittori? Huh? You wouldn't rather see Uriah Hall over Robert Whitaker face Izzy? I would. Now he has some work to do to get there, but if they wanted to do it, I'd have no issues with it. That is a straight 
fire matchup. Stylistically, name a more exciting matchup at middleweight than Uriah Hall versus Izzy. It's a great story there. Uriah Hall's four in a row. I'd say one more and you got to give him a title shot. One more. Because I'm pretty sure they offered Robert Whitaker the fight in June. He turned it down. So that's why they went with Marvin. Yep. Could do Uriah versus uh, Whitaker. Could reward him with that. But if you play your cards right and you get Uriah versus Izzy, I'm telling you, man, there's not a more fun championship fight the UFC can make out of any division than that. <laughs> it's not for a title, but Justin Gaethje Connor would be pretty exciting as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, my allergies are kicking like fucking Kung Fu right now. Yeah, super interesting though. <laughs> and then uh, Shevchenko, Jessica Andrade. You know, I, I, I think I said on last week, name a more dominant champion of men or women than Kamara Usman. I think I just said men because I'm a pig, but uh, <laughs> if you'd pick uh, female and male, Shevchenko's the most dominant champion that they have, more so than anybody. She's so fucking good. She's so good. And she came in there, you know, like she listened to the podcast, like, oh, oh you don't think I'm one of the best? I'm good at everything, dumbass. I'm literally the best at everything. Oh, Jessica Andrade, you're a pressure fighter and you're black belt in jiu-jitsu? Check this out. I'm going to take you down. And I'm going to strike, strike fucking phenom. I'm going to take you down beat the shit out of you. I'm going to pass guard. I'm going to get the mount. I'm going to get your back. I mean, who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? I thought for sure she would just win, you know, maybe decision, light her up on the feet, maybe a TKO towards the end of the round. She just beat the shit out of her, man. Not even close. Back to the drawing board for Jessica Andrade. You know, I know people uh, talk about <laughs> Shevchenko versus um, Amanda Nunes. I don't want to see a third one. You know, she's 2-0. Uh, Amanda Nunes is getting Shevchenko. I guess if Shevchenko want to put on weight and make that her mission to be declared the, the GOAT of women's MMA, that could be something interesting for her to do. <laughs> I was I would much rather see uh, I thought maybe Wele was going to get done Wele versus Shevchenko to me is more exciting fight but obviously Wele got kicked in the face and that momentum stopped <laughs> Rose versus Shevchenko but they're trading partners so you're never going to see that but to me that's more interesting that was way more interesting <laughs> then the co-main event Rose Namunes versus Zhang Wele head kick one minute into it. <laughs> I think I was a little biased last week thinking of my comments. I was mad about Rose assuming Wele is a communist and gives into the government of China. If anyone out there and you guys, because these fans are smart, you guys know how um, suppressive and how freedom of speech is not their strong suit over there in China. If you criticize the Chinese government, you go missing. You go missing. It's not like here where you can fire off at the mouth and it's all good and you, people support you because we're American. We're the best. But in China, it's not that way. They've had stars in entertainment, movies. There's a female movie star who criticized the government. You know what happened to her? Went missing. Went missing. And that's not just like, oh, I guess she moved to Thailand. Oh, no, no, no. The government knocks on your door and takes you away and then you go away forever. So Wele, who knows what she believes in? I would be willing to bet that she doesn't side with that shit. 
But Rose assumed that, and that pissed me off. And I told you guys, I thought Rose was a nightmare of a matchup for Wele. But I thought Wele would figure out and get it done. She's so powerful. And I let my emotions pick that fight. But Rose, just stylistically, is a terrible matchup for Wele. I think Wele beats everybody else except for Rose. They fight again, Rose can knock her out. She, just, she has the tools that are just a complete nightmare for, for Zhang. Just a nightmare. And Zhang can go back to China and they can digitally, artificially create a rose in a lab and bring her in there and she's still not going to beat her. She's just not. She doesn't have the tools. Rose is too elusive on the feet. She's too good with her kicks and her jab and stuff like that. She has to make it a dog fight. In order to do that, she has to come into the striking range and Rose can light her up like a Chinese Christmas tree and light her up. And that kick was fucking beautiful, man. I, I thought the special moment of the night was when after Rose won and her man, Pat Barry, he, he gave her a wet kiss before they got in that <laughs> octagon. Wet, first team all wet kiss. That was like a real passionate kiss, and I was into it. It was kind of hot. And then uh, when she knocked her out cold, and then they have the camera on her, and you know she's you know jumping, doing her thing. And then Pat just gets in her face and goes, I told you the best in the world. Told you the best in the world. And he goes, who's the best in the world? She goes, I'm the best in the world. That's clearly a common theme there, her just believing in herself. And if Rose believes in herself, you got the greatest straw weight of all time. That's how talented that girl is. Pretty fucking phenomenal. And that's Trevor Whitman, man. He's had her forever. So mainly Pat Barry, right? He's taken her under wing since I think she was like 15. And, uh, you know, Pat Barry, if you guys don't know him, he fought in the UFC, was a striker. Probably him or Hard Unk were probably the worst ever on the ground to ever fight in the UFC or Kimbo. But uh, as far as striking goes, Pat was, you know, K1 monster. And he's put all that energy into Rose. And uh, it's paid off, man. And they just, they're this power couple. And that wet, passionate kiss before they got in that octagon proved that, man. Jesus Christ. I've never had anybody kiss me like that. <laughs> God, dog, that was one for the movies. One day I was like, Jesus Christ, just full lip, wet, fuck yeah. Once I saw that kiss, I was like, ooh, Waylay's in trouble. <laughs> Ain't no way kissing her. She hasn't been kissing. She was a baby. It's China, man. They don't kiss each other like that. Waylay kissed her man like that inside the octagon. She'd go missing when she got back to China. Not here, dude. America. Good for you, Rose. Keep wet kissing and kicking bitches in the face. And the main event... This one, so I saw Rose kick Wele in the face, saw the wet kiss, saw the best in the world, uh, Tony Robbins motivational shit. And I was all fired up. And then uh, Chappelle got off stage and I was like trying to wait, trying to, they were just walking. I'm like, ah, fuck. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, all right, 25 minutes and there's no way. My set's around 50 in an hour. So I'm definitely going to miss it. Sure enough, missed it because it only lasted seven minutes with the break. So you had the first round and then, which I missed, missed the first round, but I heard Kamara was doing well. And then, uh, that knockout, man, Jesus Christ, who saw that coming? Uh, if it, again, I thought Kamara Usman via uh, decision, thought he would take him down, wear him out, pound him, maybe get a late TKO stoppage, but not a fucking early second round oh, lights out KO of Jorge Masvidal. And, it, and I don't know when these this fan base, a lot of you are, but a lot of you still aren't, aren't going to start believing Kamar Usman's the best welterweight of all time. You just got to look at it like this, and I keep telling you guys this, especially in, in 2021. The level of difficulty that Kamar Usman is facing is so much higher than GSP. 
so much higher, it's not even close. You know what happened to Matt Hughes in his prime right now in the UFC? Get fucking annihilated. All those guys. What, remember when Johnny Hendricks, some would say, and GSP's my f- straight up friend. Remember when Johnny Hendricks basically beat GSP? Mm-hmm. You remember that? And they gave it to GSP? Remember that? Yep. You know, oh, oh, you think Johnny Hendricks would beat Kamar Usman? How? Go, how? What would he do? That big overhand left? No, come on. Is he going to out-wrestle him? No. How's he going to beat him? Better cardio? Fuck no. How would he beat him? Kamar Usman wiped the fucking floor with a vintage Johnny Hendricks. It's just just the way way it goes, man. These guys are bigger, better versions of those guys back in the day. They're just better at everything. There's more science into it. They're more professional. They have stronger camps, better coaches, better access to training. Everything's better. Kamar Usman would beat the fuck out of GSP in his prime. And you guys got to get on board, man. You got to get on board. What he's doing is insane. And you're going to miss it because you're, cause you're, you're haters. You're going to miss it. You got these blinders on. You're living back in the day. You got these fucking blinders on. Kamal Usman is the best welterweight of all time. Get on the train now. He took that heat because that one time, who'd he beat? Uh, he beat, don't tell me, Jin. He beat uh, Dos Anjos. Mary beat Dos Anjos. This is all right fighting. He goes, that's me at 30%. And Dana was pissed. The fans were pissed. Ever since then... Dude, he's giving you a hundo, and he's stopping dudes. Look, look what he did, Gilbert Burns. All you got, all, and all, I'm talking inside people, inside who train with Kamaro. Coaches that I know at ATT, coaches in Florida, told me, I'm telling you, man, Gilbert Burns is going to beat him. I don't see it, man. Yeah, you don't see training. I don't give a fuck about training. I don't care about training. Don't call me and tell me how good a guy did in training. I do not care. That's not real. So when the lights are on, Kamaro is the best 170-er we've ever seen in the UFC. Hopefully this swayed you guys a little more. To knock out Jorge Masvidal? To knock him out cold like that? A guy who's never been stopped? A guy who's been doing it for fucking ever? His record's like 35 and 15. He's fought everybody. His only losses are like split decisions, really. He's beat everybody. And then the narrative was, right, on What's Up, Brent Schaub, episode five, at the biggest Jorge Masvidal fan of all time. That guy should call back uh, this week, by the way. He wore a Masvidal Reebok fight kit. Shout out to him. Only I've ever seen the fight kit on. And he called in and was like, you know, Kamaru has, I mean, uh, Jorge has 12 weeks to train. It's going to be a different camp. I was like, I, I don't know, dude. But I and I said this. I said if the fight does, if it's uh, before five, doesn't go to the judges because Hori landed a big shot. Wrong, Brendan. Kamara's getting better. Trade with Trevor Whitman. Common theme here, by the way. Trevor Whitman uh, has trained Rose since day one. He trained Justin Gaethje since day uno numero uno. I was there when Justin Gaethje came in from Northern Colorado and couldn't see and had to wrestle with glasses on and didn't know how to throw a punch. Trevor took him under his wing and taught him how to throw a jab, taught him his leg kicks. Rose was very good at jiu-jitsu. Now she's probably the best striker in the strawweight division. That's Trevor Whitman. And then Kamara Usman, I'll give it to you for a long time. Not the most exciting. was taking guys down, grinding them out, best cardio in the game, best gas tank in the game. Oh, the, the dude can strike now, can he? That's Trevor Whitman. So you get on the Trevor Whitman train as well. Dropping gems to get today, guys. Dropping pearls. 
Dropping pearls. I would fucking kiss Trevor Whitman like Pat Perry kisses Rose right on the lips if I was one of his fighters. Right on the fucking smack. That is a old school Pepe Le Pew smacker, dude. That was passionate. That was notebook fucking style, man. Notebook. It's just wet. Double lips. When's the last time you double lip somebody? God, that was passionate. He, they should have got the fucking performance of the night just for that kiss. Give fucking <laughs> Jeez, Pat dude. Barry 50K, man. That kiss fired me up. That kiss made me rock hard. I'll be dead honest with you guys. And I went on stage and had a great time because that kiss, Pat Barry. I owe you, man. We got to get Showtime. Reach out to Rose. We got to get Rose and Pat Barry on. Because me and Pat Barry were training partners, good buddies. And then I've been with down with Rose since day one, since she's been in there. That'd be a fun food truck. And go. And release the hounds. But for Hori Mazadal, what I was thinking, obviously take six months off because you got flatlined, but that's whatever. That's the business. And you're still one of my faves and still Hall of Famer. What I was thinking is there's a gentleman in the crowd named Nick Diaz. And he's looking for a fight. Now, I don't know if you've seen Nick Diaz's Instagram lately, but he's not a thick boy. He is a fit boy. And it is a Nick Diaz summer. And he is Shredville. He is complete Shredville. And Dana says he's going to give him a fight. Well, what a better time to look at that body, dog. You don't think he has cardio powered by vegan, powered by veggies? That's first team all veggie there, dude. Now, I wouldn't recommend trying to kiss him on the lips. <laughs> Do not try to give him a smacker before he gets in that cage. He will knock you out. But still, first team all body, dog. That's powered by green beans, daddy. How great of a narrative would it be? Nick Diaz, Jorge Mazadal. You beat up my little brother. I'm a phenomenal shape. I'm powered by fucking squash, son. Do that fight. The shit talking, the buildup, the countdown. You're welcome, UFC. You guys probably thought of this. <laughs> Anyone else thinking that? Why not? What else are you going to do? At 170? Wouldn't that be a great fight? Nick hasn't fought in forever. He avenges his little brother. He wins that. Then we're going Camaro. We're going Camaro versus Nick Diaz. You know how many pay-per-views that sells? <laughs> cardio on cardio? Nigerian cardio versus Stockton cardio? Vegetarian cardio versus Nigerian cardio? Think about it, guys. And then remember, Usman beat the fuck out of Masvidal. Mazal beat up Nick's little brother. He revenges his brother, and then he goes for that title hunt. Because if you're Nick, if you're Nick Diaz, the, the, I mean, you're Nick Diaz. You're MMA royalty. These guys can do no fucking wrong. People ride for them like they ride for the fucking Raiders. They have the same fan base as the Raiders. The Raiders have sucked forever. They go, they just don't ever have their shit together, and people still ride for them. <laughs> That's the Diaz bros. They can do no wrong for their fan base. And their fan base is worldwide. And I get it. They're fighters, fighters. So is, so is Jorge Masvidal. He beat up your little brother. What you going to do? <clears throat> I told you when Jorge was on food truck, I, I, want, I don't think that's in the episode. But in the episode, he goes, no, it wasn't. Because he goes, hey, let's shoot it in Stockton. And I go, oh, I don't, I don't travel. Unless your name is Mike Tyson. 
it's another story. But he goes, uh, let's let's do the food truck in Stockton. Let's rent a van and we'll eat on top of the van or like the the tour, like one of those double decker buses. And we'll drive around Stockton talking shit to the Diaz brothers, and we'll eat while I do it and we'll interview. I went, that's gonna go viral. And I like where your head's at, Jorge. But I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to get shot by one of the Diaz fucking rabid fans. Do you think you just come down here and we'll get sushi and talk about it? And he goes, I guess. But let me smoke this weed out of an apple first because I'm so old school. I went, sure, sure. Smoke that weed, eat this sushi. One of my favorite food trucks. Jorge Mazda such an interesting guy. Uh, suffers from anxiety from uh, cameras and stuff. Not Doesn't, doesn't like the spotlight. That's a character you see there. Does not enjoy the spotlight. Similar to Rose. He's just better at hiding it. A lot of guys deal with that. A lot of guys just... The thing about Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, Jorge Masvidal, Rose, there's a few other fighters like that. They don't want those cameras. They don't want the spotlight. They want to beat up people and get paid for it. That's it. Ronda, same way. Ronda Rousey was the exact same way. Didn't like all the attention. Just wanted to armbar bitches, get paid, and ride off in you know into the sunset, and not be bothered. Unfortunately, you can't do that. Heavy lies the crown. Once you become that famous, the UFC is going to use you, and you're going to have to do some interviews. But I find it very interesting. You know, these fighters are very introverted and don't like the cameras in their face. God, Nate Diaz looks good. Or Nick Diaz looks good there. How funny was that last week when we were going over what Nate and Connor talking shit to each other? <laughs> He said, bro, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> I'll give that to Nate and Nick Diaz, dude. They, them boys know how to get in fucking phenomenal shape. They just do, man. And I don't know if it's the GSP science way where they're calculating everything and heart rate and stuff like that. I think it's old school work, man. They're, they're getting on foot. They run fucking marathons. They're on bikes. They're fucking swimming. <laughs> Nothing better than two brothers doing the goddamn thing, man. I love that about them. I love that for us. Yeah, don't try kissing the Diaz brothers, though, Pat. I just want to go back to that. Don't fucking try giving them a smacker, dude, because you're going to get punched in the face. Have we ever seen a passionate kiss like that in the <laughs> UFC? I want to go back to that. <laughs> ever? Even more passionate kiss. Usually just a peck, and they get in there. Dude. It was red panty night after that fight. Tell you that right now. All love. All love. Pure passion. That kiss was pure fucking passion. I haven't even seen a kiss like that in Hollywood. That was the best kiss I've ever seen. Rock hard rest of the night. Good for them. But yeah, you had Nick Diaz sitting cage side. Nick Diaz, Jorge Masvidal. End of summer? Can we do that? Masvidal's probably going to be suspended for six months, at least five. Nope, there goes summer. There goes the thick boy summer. So you got April, so May, June, July, August, September. Nick Diaz, Jorge Masvidal, October, maybe September. Unless he wants to fight before that. Then Nate Diaz is coming back. I would assume Nate Diaz. Oh, with Nate Diaz, you know, obviously he's always one fight away from a title shot. It's just there's certain guys. It's just. That's the way the game goes. Whether you believe they deserve it or not, I think they do. They can jump the queue. Um, you know, it's going to depend what happens with Leon Edwards. It's going to be d d depends what happens with that Leon Edwards fight. And Leon Edwards fighting uh, who? Nate. That's right. Mm -hmm. So Nate wins that one. 
we go on Sizzler. And that fight's soon, right? That's in May? Let's take a look. Or that that's the UFC, right? Correct? Yep. I mean uh pay per view UFC, Jesus Christ show. <laughs> oh, we'll get to Reyes versus my boy, Pro Chakazaka. Yep. Yeri. May fifteenth. May fifteenth, co main event. God, that, that card is filthy. And I'm home then too, Daddy. Daddy's home. Bro, I'm telling you, once these Thick Boy Studios opens up in June, we're doing a we would have done a fight campaign for that. Fight campaigns come back. I got Thick Boy Studios launching Calabasas. Holla. Uh Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler. Fuck Sick. yes, Daddy. Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz. More excited for that than any fight on that card. Tony Ferguson. Benel Dariush, can't wait for that. Chudikin, Rio, that's fun. Shane Burgos, Essen Barboza, that's a nail biter. Chakra, Andre, that's fun. Hermerson, Shabazian, come on, Shabazian, get back on track, dog. You got that fight ass Shevchenko sister fighting Andre Lee, that's a great one. God, that card is stacktacular. The UFC just leading the fucking way. Just leading the way. This is how you do it, dummies. That's a great fucking card, dude. Mm -hmm. This week's this week card's good too. That fight night is for a fight night, dude. The hardcores are foaming at the dick for this because there's so many fight of the nights on this thing. Looking at it, so many fight of the nights. My number one pick for fight of the night is uh, Kuta Laba versus Dustin Jacoby. There's so many good fights on this card. Kamaka versus TJ Brown's a great one on the prelims. Strickland, Jotko's fun. Cub Swanson, they're not doing him any favors. Dominic Reyes versus my boy Yeri. Yeri worries me. He's so unconventional, but he's definitely a favorite in this fight. I love watching Yeri fight. Top five favorite guys to watch. First team all body. Looks like a Spartan. All right, let's go to some current events, Jen. Cool. You, you uh, clearly watched the fights, Jen. Of course. I was surprised throughout all of it. I was shocked throughout the entire card. Like, I never thought that, sh that uh, Whaley Zane would get Killed like that. No, we both thought, thought you. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing night, though. I, I'm trying to think back. When was there a, like a crazier night? A more fights? oh shit night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, that, with the fans in there, too? Mm -hmm. I mean, just everyone Everyone should get a bonus. They're not going to do it, but everyone I should know. get at least 10 grand. And on top of the 50 grand. And then again, I, I want you to throw 50k at Pat Bay for that kiss. <laughs> uh, we didn't cover this yet, so Anthony Pettis made his debut. Dude, PFL. Mm -hmm. Everybody got upset. Yeah. PFL's like, fuck, dude. Lance Palmer, Not that they don't crazy. care about Clay Collard, but when you pay a guy like Anthony Pettis to come over and to lose the first one, you know, he had that one round that was great. That was yeah. vintage Anthony Pettis. I know people are like, oh, I told you the UFC's not the end-all, be-all. You, you think that's vintage Anthony Pettis? You're goddamn mind. You want a vintage Anthony Pettis to do to Clay Collard? I mean, he's great. He's a good fucking fighter. Terrible matchup for Anthony Pettis for his first fight. Marcin Held, and then uh, my boy Lance Palmer. Palmer yeah, that's Bubba Jenkins. That was shocking. Lance Palmer, da it's probably the most dominating guy over there. Yeah. Lost. 
decision, 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 decision. There's one stop on the entire card by a guy named Brendan. God, a lot of Brendan. Brendan's are popping. That Brendan's these a days. killer too. He's the one that super killer, the contender or whatever. But Danny didn't take him because he didn't know. Fucked up because that kid is a talent, yeah. dude. Ta- How do you not take him off the contender? Anyone? They're like, nah, we'll pass. Yeah. Do you think maybe like, oh, That's your lame. name's Brendan? We're all set on Brendan's. <laughs> we can't send Brendan. Possibility. And Brendan job. We don't need more Brennans. We have Brendan <laughs> Allen who's killing it. We don't need a Brendan. Well, good uh, good week, good month for the Brendans. Yeah, my only goal in life is to get more famous than Brendan Fraser. He's the only more famous Brendan than me. Maybe a more famous Brendan. Go. No, but I think you pop up before Brendan Fraser. If you do oh, I don't know, dude. He was in Blast from the Past. <laughs> he was in The Mummy. Like, he's crushing it. Looks like shit these days. But well, he did I have... He did have that FX series. But Brendan Fraser, do I pop up before him? Well, I think we searched you so many times. I searched you so many times that it's going to pop up regardless. Go incognito. Try that. Where's the incognito switch? You're so old. You're so old. It's literally my (laughs) only goal in life is to uh, get more famous than Brendan Fraser. All right, let's see. The movie doesn't have a resurgence. Oh, man. You're second. Who's the third one? Brendan Gleeson. Who? Irish Irish actor. (laughs) No, who's the second one over me? Oh, the second one? No, you're the second. Oh, am I? Yeah, you're the second. Brendan's the first. (laughs) Brendan Fraser first. It took a year. I I was relieved when Brendan Shanahan retired because, you know, he was a fucking killer for Detroit. Yeah, Um, Brendan Fraser got me beat right now, man. I don't don't know what's going to take. What the hell is Curry? It's clearly not alphabetical. No wonder why. Okay, never mind. That guy died? Yeah, apparently. Wait, was it? I so, thought it was the kid who killed that one girl. So he's, oh no, his name was Brendan, he killed a guy? Uh, do you know the story? What, the the kid that was driving Lamborghini, that was his dad's, and like crashing his like production assistant and killed her? Oh, Jesus Christ, his, his name was Brendan? Yeah. Ain't that a bitch? Not the best. Is it Aventador or something? I think it was over by Rodeo, too. God damn it. Well, that one poor fucking kid died in the valley. He's going to be like the number three pick in the fucking draft. Lamborghini driver 17. Ah, don't be 17 driving Lamborghinis, though. Please guilty of felony vehicular manslaughter in juvenile court two months after killing. And the rest is blocked. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Brendan, though. But that he's he's out. He's only relevant for the next week. <laughs> yeah. Only goal in life is to get more famous than Brendan Fraser. So we got a ways to go. Well, there you go. What else you got, Jen? Um, also, another fight that happened. Our boy, John Wayne Parr, unfortunately. Lost head yep. kick. He's getting older. Yeah. He's getting older. That's not the way you want to go out. But, you know, we love you here, John Wayne Parr. And that's of a course. tough task, man. Nikki Holton is a fucking savage. One of the best of all time. Also younger. John Wayne Parr had that hip surgery. John Wayne Parr is just a goddamn Australian soldier, man. He just yeah. loves to fight. <laughs> that was Legend. a tough one. Definitely. John Lineker, freaking insane, God, dude. Good. Lineker looked phenomenal, didn't he? Yeah. And he, uh. <laughs> Oh, you got that Jake Paul stuff in there. I got a bunch of this stuff here. Let's see here. This is him doing the finish right here. It's just one punch, and he was this good. But they missed. Oh, yeah, you got the whole punch. Boom. Boom. Yeah, just straight. Boom. Lineker was so scary in the UFC. Yeah, that's what I was looking like. Why did they cut him? Because he he had like one loss, and they cut him. But then I guess he was really tough to deal with because he kept missing weight. He kept missing weight. There's just trust issues there. Yeah. He wasn't a big enough name for them to put up with it. Phenomenal fighter, though. Yeah. Feel bad people have to fight him in one championship. And he shaved his head? Yeah. Uh, Kevin showed me this. I guess this is Whaley Zhang preparing this little technique to to get away from a blow kicks, right? Yeah, she was trying to prepare for calf kicks, and she did the same technique for Rose, but 
So this is her with the, I guess, Muay Thai coach, right? So you see you do that? And then with the Rose one. Didn't end so well. She expected a low kick, but we know how that ended. And then, whoop, oh, boom. Yeah, to the head. She was pissed at the stoppage, but those eyes say different. Oh, no. She, she was She was going to get destroyed. Yeah, she was about sure. to get fucked yeah. up. Um, good news. Chris Weidman's out of surgery. God bless him, man. I guess, yeah. The All-American. What a great guy. Great guy. Phenomenal guy. Mm-hmm. They, had a, they added a titanium rod, and a, I guess his recovery time will be six months to a year to start training again. So 2021's over, yeah. and then I would say he was if he does he will. I guarantee he comes back. You, you don't become Chris Weidman, break your leg and go away to for eternity. I bet you we get a late fight out of next year out of him. 2022, Chris Weidman's back. We're all cheering for him. It's the Alex Smith story. He has one, maybe two fights, and that's it. Yes, definitely gonna cheer for him. Um, oh, he has a video. Yeah, but it's a pretty long one. He's just pretty much saying that yeah, it's about six months a year, he's fine. And then a lot of people, the love and support he's getting, especially from Anderson Silva, who has been there with them. Dude, uh, go to Boss Logic Twitter. He had the best post. Someone showed me this. Oh, Twitter? Yeah, Twitter, yeah. It's Leonardo DiCaprio in my favorite movie of all time, Once Upon a, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. where, he's, where he, he like notices him. <laughs> Keep going. Boss Logic making NFTs. Yeah. <sighs> Keep going. Keep going. He posts a lot on his Twitter, huh? God, my fucking allergies. Yeah. Boy, he posts a ton, huh? Mm-hmm. Still going? Um, there it is. Oh. Anderson Silva watching Chris Weidman's fight. Look. <laughs> 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 Holy shit, that's me. Yeah, it's like that Spider-Man meme where they're both like, huh, huh? I mean, it's insane. Insane. The odds of that happening is just insane. Nuts. I think Kevin said, like, there's bad juju now that he thinks Uriah Hall eventually. Like, it's just going to be handed down. Don't put that bad juju on Uriah Hall. I know, Kevin. It's a curse now. You might be right, though. Hopefully yeah. not. You know, if Uriah Hall gets that tile shot against Anderson, or, uh, Izzy and then breaks his leg like that. <sighs> and then Izzy breaks his leg no. like that. <laughs> no. No. No, that, that won't happen. We got this. All right. So Daniel Cormier and Jake Paul got into a little bit of a, it says heated exchange, but Daniel's just more like just pointing. It's like, I would slap you. Yeah. Like the, the DC ain't the one to play with Jake. And he, you know, I fucks with you, Jake, but he ain't the one. What else is interesting is my boy, Todd Feldman's like, how the fuck is Jake Paul so close? Like I thought Dana didn't like him. Figure it out, kids. Dana's in on it. Dana's part of it. He hangs out with the Nelk boys, and they have the same manager, and there's a reason why he's cage side. Like, trust me when I tell you this. If Dana didn't like Jake Paul or was it entertained or didn't like the rub off the UFC's getting from him calling out all the fighters, I know he threatened to sue him and shit like that, he wouldn't touch that arena. He wouldn't get past the first gate of security. Dana's in on this. Yeah. They knew exactly where to sit him. They knew exactly that he was going to be right by D.C. We're talking about it now. There's a reason why the UFC is the biggest, baddest organization in the world, and this is one of the reasons. They know how to play the game. This is the game. Welcome, player one. <laughs> I will say that Jake Paul, I feel like, has kind of a little bit of the upper hand on this one because he said, Daniel said he would smack him if he sees him in person. And was, Jake was going, smack me. Yeah, I think so. Was he? What, is this it right here? Let's see. Yeah, Jake, you're dealing with real pit bulls here. 
DC should should have slapped him. Oh, he's like, yeah. So DC said, like, take my name out of your mouth. But DC is the one, the first one to say something about Jake Paul yeah, he did. when he lost or when he won against when he won. Ben, ben Askren. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting, though. It is interesting. Dano said how he doesn't believe the uh, the pay per view numbers from Triller. Yeah, I, I've heard Triller's a complete shit show. Like that, don't expect that thing to be around. The, the the inner workings of that thing, I heard, are a complete nightmare. I can't imagine it lasting for a long time, but it's it's gonna last as long as Jake Paul keeps winning. Mm. But if he keeps going after guys like DC and shit, it's definitely gonna be a shorter career. It is so insane how much he's popped up, and how many MMA fighters are talking to him. How big he's becoming. Everyone wants that attention. It's so fast, too. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely paying Jake Paul sends messages. Dana White, why are UFC fighters so underpaid versus boxers? I saw this post yesterday, and I thought this was really interesting. Dana, you claim you would bet $1 million on me losing. Set up Askren to train with Freddie Roach. Uh, I heard uh, Askren at one time and then stood Freddie Roach up, by the way. Oh, wow. That sucks. That's what I heard from someone that works at Wildcard. Mm. Said Ben and I don't know. I'm not spreading rumors. From what I heard from a guy who works at Wildcard, he goes, fuck Ben. I go, easy, dude. That's my boy. He goes, no, man. We They had him set train with uh, Freddie, and he, he showed up like once or twice and never came back. Just stood him up. I heard like he did it for the video and then went back home. Uh, I heard he never, ever put a time into the Correct. striking. Yeah. That's, and mm-hmm. th- this is from a guy who trains at Wildcard, who is a trainer at Wildcard. Well, that sucks. Maybe who knows what's real, who, what's not. I'm not here to start rumors, but that's what this guy told me. All right, so he goes, uh, set up Askren to train with Freddie Roach, gave him full access to UFC PI, and he still got his ass handed to him. Seems like you are the real douche, not Ariel. Interesting. Ariel's like, yes, finally, <laughs> finally someone's sticking up for me. Yes, one for Ariel, although his contract's up, so Dana, get the laugh laugh. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, but the UFC, uh, ESPN loves him. Yeah, I mean. Dana hates him. Of course. But ESPN doesn't bow down to Dana. So we'll see what happens. I hope Ariel stays on there. He's going to be fine. As far as, like, journalist goes, Ariel's very good. Yeah. <sighs> Saving my personal thoughts. Uh, in my third fight, I made more in a total pay than any fight in the UFC history. That's not true. Um, maybe it's time to pay your fighters their fair share. No wonder why they all want to get into boxing. Dana, you say you make the fights. Fans want to see, so hurry up and make Jones versus Francis. Good point. Young Jake, pay them their fair share. $10 million purse for each guy plus pay-per-view. Why are you see fighters showing the pay versus boxers? Why did I make more in my third fight than all but two Khabib and Connor? There you go. Fully yeah. redeemed yourself. <laughs> UFC fighters have in history. I know why. Where's it say what? Does he give a why? No. All right. Legit point, Jake. Yeah. I like You're going to get more UFC fighters on your on your side here for sure. Yeah, they get that Francis um, Jones stuff is interesting. Yeah, I'm also oh, there's. I wonder if we just get to that right now. Uh, so that this is what happened. Dana White said that Derek Lewis, is, Derek Lewis, and Francis Ngannou are going to fight because John Jones asked for thirty million for the Ngannou fight, and then Jones said he never discussed. I never discussed one thirty million with you or Hunter Dana. I just wondered where you heard that number. Someone speaking with you on my behalf. This is Dana, literally just. Talking. It's it's a bummer too because he's throwing that out there. So then there's the hate of Beyond Jones. So remember when you know and I love uh, Steve over here. He's like, you know, they've put Dana on the spot and stuff like that. Or uh, why is Jones talking like that? This is why because if Jones doesn't say his piece, Dana will paint the narrative where John takes the huge L here. 
So I think it's great that John's like, I never asked for 30 million. Who the fuck told you that? I'm at, yeah, I'm asking for legit money because I don't know how much you guys are going to make off me. So I just want to be my fair share. Have you seen the reported amount Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury are going to make? No. 75 million each plus pay-per-view. It's so... And Fury's still like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do it, which we'll get to. What were you saying? Really? Yeah. What the hell? Mental health or some shit. Uh, I don't know. It's exhausting. But I'm saying like the, the high numbers in boxing versus MMA is just insanely out of the spectrum. It's wildly crazy. It's different. Way it's different. Crazy. It's market value. It's market value. So for John should definitely get at least 10 to 15 million. I know that. Yeah. We're talking market value. 10 with pay-per-view. Correct. Yeah. But this is Dana. Again, hopefully people are paying more attention to it because we just see the headlines. The the Vegas uh, Journal, where the fuck came out and hated on the UFC. They're gone now. <laughs> they don't have a voice. It's like China. Welcome to China, uh, aka the UFC. It's like North Korea. It's very Trumpish, right? Trump would always, even if things were true, he'd come out and throw all the shit against the wall, and you're just like, okay, fuck, I don't even know how to get through this. Dana's cut from the same cloth as Trump. They're the same guy, figure it out. They're the exact same guy. They're the same guy, rich as fuck. And so all they want to do is paint their narrative so that everybody else gets shit on. So for John coming out, hopefully this gets more traction, but it's not, is it? It's not getting attention. But that's why John came out and said his piece. was like, before this even gets started, I didn't ask for that crazy money. I don't know where that's coming from. The CFC just, again, why they shit on their own product, I will never, ever be able to figure out. I know you guys want to save a few bucks and you know get the Francis for Jones fight as cheap as you can, but shitting on the product's only going to hurt you in the long run because it's not going to sell as many pay-per-views. Because by the time we do get this, learn from boxing, when we got Floyd, uh, uh, Manny Pacquiao, that fight should have done so much more in revenue, but you guys wait to the last second because you wanted to save money. In the end, you would have made way much more money if you had done it earlier rather than later. And Dana here shitting on his own product, it, it just fucks up the hype. Fucks up the hype, man. Yeah. So it, so these media outlets, but they're controlled by the scene. Everyone's terrified if they say something, they get banned for their credentials, which who gives a fuck if you're in the arena? I've never been to one in my life and reported on it. I'm doing just fine. So say, say, say it with your chest. Get your tits out, man. Don't worry about getting banned. But no one wants to pick this up. Oh, Jones asked for $30 million. Jones like, I didn't, what the fuck? I didn't ask for that. Where's this coming from? It's the UFC fucking suppressing John Jones and like, nope, he's scared to fight. He's asking for all this more money. Everyone's like, oh my God, he's asking for too much. That's why the fight's not happening. It's not. I know exactly why it's not happening. I know what's going on behind closed doors and I can't talk about it. <laughs> and it ain't all John, I'll tell you that right now. Matter of fact, it's not John at all, I'll tell you that right now. Well, that's a huge bummer for us. It's a bummer that the UFC controls the narrative. Mm -hmm. And you guys allow it to happen. Pay attention to what's going on. John, John's not lying here. Yeah, why would he say that? <laughs> yeah, straight up saying. Because if, if, let's say John did ask for $30 million and he was like, this is why I deserve $30 million, which he does deserve $30 million, broke it down, then people are like, okay, but he's like, I didn't even ask for 30 dude. And here's what's crazy. The, the UFC could easily pay him 30 or 40 40 million easily. They do it to Connor, do it to guys like Khabib. 
the UFC is already in the plus just based off their ESPN deal. These pay-per-views are bonuses. They could easily afford it, but they don't want to set that president. They don't, they don't want to do that. Because then everyone's going to come Even out. though he's the greatest of all. He's the best fighter we've ever seen inside the octagon. If anyone deserves that payday. Because if I'm Dana, I pay him that. And then when people go, hey, I want John Jones money, like, win fights like John Jones. And they can't. So this is a one-off. If you're worried about setting that, setting that bar where other fighters can come after it, it's really easy. Cool, man. Put in the work and get the wins like John did. You do that, we'll pay you. That's we're never gonna see this again in our lifetime. Pay the man the money. And you gotta figure out soon because you wait, the hype goes on, the hype leaves. What happens if Francis gets knocked out by Derek Lewis? That could definitely happen. Could definitely happen. Yeah. Now's the time to do it. It's such it's so it for and these guys, Dane's not a stupid guy. He's not stupid at all in any facet. I've never called him stupid. You, you, dude, it's so short-sighted, man. You're going to make so much more money because John's an underdog in that fight. If John loses that fight, Francis is your biggest star, man. I mean, the next fucking Predator movie. He's huge. And if John wins, holy crap, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, think about the, the, the long-term money plays here. How they don't th- think of this is mind-blowing to me. Or even consider it. Yeah. The one thing I remember reading, though, some reports saying, like, how much pay-per-views John brings in. But I don't think that matters with this fight. This fight is going to be enormous. But but here's the narrative with that. Like, if you look at the numbers as far as what John brings in, he's still top five. Mm. Like, again, the UFC playing this narrative where John doesn't sell pay-per-views, that's not true in any facet. John sells pay-per-views. Like, (laughs) 900,000. I think his average is like nine, 800, 900,000. So again, the, again, but that's, I'm with you. A lot of people say it. Well, John doesn't bring pay-per-views. That's, that's not even remotely true, especially for the current roster. He's top five easily. But the UFC painted that narrative that he's this doesn't sell pay-per-views, not a big draw. That's not true. That's the UFC putting that out into the media, and then the casuals read that and go, ah, John doesn't sell pay-per-views. It's not true. He's the greatest we've ever seen in there. He sells pay-per-views. He's beat the best in the world. Now he's going to heavyweight to fight Francis Ngannou, the scariest guy we've ever seen in there. It's nuts. Yeah. And whoever wins that is hands down the baddest fighter of all time. All time. In the world, in the history of combat sports, the winner of Francis for John Jones is the baddest man to ever put on any type of glove. What's a fucking boxing glove, a race car glove, a fucking receiver's glove in the NFL, whatever, a Michael Jackson glove. Nobody is badder than John Jones and Francis winner. That is hands down the baddest person on the planet of all time. And you paint that narrative. You put marking dollars behind that narrative. The fucking rock, there was some weird fucking bad man belt. You do all that bullshit. How much money are you guys going to make, man? How do you not figure this out? Ari Emanuel, pull up your fucking pants and boss Dana White around. You're the only guy can do it. (laughs) Give the people what they want. Yeah. But the media, the MMA media, quit being such bitches. Who cares if you get your passes revoked? Who cares? I don't give a fuck if you have to fight. 
What do you got being in person? You can't even see shit. You guys are so worried about getting kicked out. Who gives a fine? I've never been to one. I'm flourishing, man. I don't need a pass. They couldn't pay me to fucking show up there. Say it with your chest, man. Tell them what's going on. So quit paying the picture that John's not a draw, that John doesn't deserve the money. <laughs> Tell the truth. See what happens. Try that out. See how that goes for you. Could be fun. <laughs> how much do you think he's actually asking for? Because you remember he said he wanted to, like, he said eight or 10 million wasn't enough, right? For some. About 15 huge, to 20. 15. And he deserves every bit of it. You. You so what they've paid him off of what he's made them and what he's done for the sport. Not even re, it's not even remotely close. Thirty isn't even enough. They they did they owe it to him. Yeah. John Jones, John fucking Bones Jones, the guys that he's beat, the youngest champion ever taking out fucking Shogun. Your boy was on the fight card. Your boy kind of was the highlight on his hand on that fight card. Knocked out Crocot. Be cool. Be fucking cool. cool. All right? Don't treat me different. All right? What's up, Brendan Fraser? Suck these nuts. You mommy too, huh? Fuck you. Check out my Crocop highlight. Anyways, um, you look at the history of John Jones. It's yeah, he he deserves 30 million. You guys have made money hand over fist off his hard work, his tears, his sweat. He wasn't paid much for those early fights. Not too. at all. Not at all. And what else are you gonna hang over? What, what, what else are you gonna hang over his head? When he made those mistakes, that's over, man. Pay the man his money, because you're gonna make the biggest mistake of all time not making this fight sooner rather than later. Learn from boxing, man. They're a shit show. Boxing is complete shit show because of this. Ari Emanuel, we don't know each other. I know you run WME. You're the only guy who could put your nuts on Dana White's shoulder and you can't say get him off. Fucking pull <laughs> your nuts out and get this fight done for me. I'm not even with WME. I'm with CAA. So I'm a CAA guy talking to you here. Pull your nuts out, put them on Dana's shoulder, and force his hand into paying John Jones $1 billion. <laughs> no, for reals, pay the man. Get this fight going. 15, 20. No biggie. 20 mil. That ain't no thing. Any thing for them. Uh, you kind of touched on this already, but Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori 2 is for UFC 263. Is anyone, uh, is, is anyone into this fight? <laughs> anyone into the fight? It's interesting, but. Are you a fight fan back crazy. there, new guy? What's your name? Nathan. What's up, Nathan? How long have you worked here? It's been about two weeks now. Two weeks? <laughs> yeah. Two weeks in. Are you from Wisconsin? From Texas. You just got a Wisconsin tie dye shirt on? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. What, what part of Texas? Austin, actually. Oh, damn, dope. Yeah. Just there. And you moved out here? I did. It's usually the opposite these days. Dude, some of the breakfast tacos I had in Austin were insane, Daddy. Good, right? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no diet on, in Austin? No, I, I'd wake up. I'd work out at Onnit. Shout out to Onnit, Jim. I'd work out at Onnit and burn the calories and then eat two small breakfast tacos and then one day, and then one day, I went super balls to the wall on it because I knew I was gonna have a. Uh, they have a uh, my favorite donuts, Voodoo Donuts. All right. So I, I diet, but I was on the diet, but I was also working my ass off so I could cheat a little bit. Yeah. My boy Mark Harley was there too. Saw the videos. Awesome. Sick videos. Yeah, dope videos, right? Shout yeah, to Peter. Shout to Peter. You know another comic doing sick videos like that? Nope. They're gonna start copying. Yeah, let's get on it. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> 
Good luck finding Peter, though. Exactly. Um, yeah, so there you go. Robert Whitaker couldn't make it in time because he ended the whole he said, quarantine stuff. He said he just wouldn't stuff. be ready by June. He said that's yeah. ridiculous, so they just moved on. So hold, uh, this is Dana White on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast? Yes. <laughs> Bill Simmons sold his podcast network for $365 million. <laughs> Stick Boy Studios coming soon. We'll see you up there, Bill. How's the air up there, dog? Uh, looking like Robert Whitaker who just fought on Saturday night. Isn't going to be ready to fight Izzy at the time. Israel. Oh, so Izzy wanted to fight. It's probably going to be Marvin Vittori first. And um, Robert said that Izzy strategically wanted him sooner because that's when Robert's not going to be ready. That's what Whitaker's saying. Keeps going down. But also, I I rightfully do think Robert Whitaker should fight for the title. He's earned it. Mm -hmm. But we've seen it, right? Yeah. But he does earn it. He, He definitely deserves it more than Marvin. But obviously, it's not happening. But for whatever reason, I'm just not... I'm not crunk on Marvin or Whitaker fighting Izzy. And I, I, I fucking told you guys this. I feel sorry whether it was Marvin, Uriah, fucking Whitaker, John Jones, fucking Francis Gano. I feel sorry for who has to fight Izzy next. I'm telling you guys, man. He's a fighter's fighter. And after that Jan Blakovich fight, he's going to unleash the fucking fury on somebody. It's going to be Marvin. It's going to be on his face. Mm. I would bet the books on it. He knocks him the fuck out. Yeah, Figueroa versus uh, Brandon Moreno. That's a great yeah. fight. Jake Collier, Carlos Felipe, great fight. Hakeem's fighting, great fight. Sarah Yerbanks, Paul Craig, Jamal Hill, great fight. Damian Maya. That's a very interesting Joel one. Muhammad, Drew Dober, Brandon Riddle. Know. Good fight. Yeah. This is a pay-per-view? Yep, 263. Where's it at? Let's take a look. Apparently, they're going to start doing a shitload of fights in Florida to pay back DeSantis for being open and allow them to have it, so they can reward them with doing a bunch of fights. It doesn't say, does it? Probably Vegas. All good. You don't have to look for it, Jen. Just out of curiosity. Has to be Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, to be determined. Yeah. What else you got, Doug? Um, we covered that one. Oh, so the Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, rescheduled for June 5th, according to sources, potentially on Showtime. All right. Yep. L.A., Vegas, or Miami, they're thinking. Because mm. I'm selfish. I don't want to get on a plane. I'm hoping it, it's, in, it's in L.A. <laughs> I may or may not be involved with that. <laughs> it may or may not be on Showtime. It's just the height difference, the size difference. That's like the, the most intriguing thing. It's just well, so Well, huge. there, the, the X factor is what ha- what would happen if Logan Paul landed one? Yeah. What would happen? Way bigger, you know? What would happen? What happens if Floyd Mayweather, for the first time in his life, zigs when he should have zagged and Logan Paul lands one? What happens to boxing if Logan Paul knocked out your savior, Floyd Mayweather? What would happen? What happens to... The sport in general, what what happens to these, as they call them, circus acts in Logan Paul and Jake Paul for guys who came off YouTube, started dedicating their lives to boxing, and one just took out Ben Askren, who's a former multi-organization world champ, starched him, and then uh, his brother starched the best ever. What happens? I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't have the answer. But it's that's exciting. Yeah. I'm wondering about the world, but most people are going to be watching, I'm sure. Uh-huh. All righty. Dana White say Covington rematch is next for Usman? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's the fight. Told you I saw Kobe in Miami. He was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just waiting, dude. <laughs> makes sense. That's the best fight. There's a close one to, you know, doing anything against the champ. Kobe Covington's uh, has the exact same career as Kamara Usman if Kamara, if they if he's born five years later. Just the way it goes. Mm. Kobe Covington's by far the second best welterweight on the planet. That was a phenomenal fight too, man. Kamara does look basically unstoppable right now, though. It's getting better too. Yeah. Uh, see this one here. I guess Manny Pacquiao donated to fight for the forgotten 50 grand. That's dope. For the, yeah, for the pygmies. In the Philippines, there's a value ingrained in our spirit called <clears throat> being one with the community. In that spirit, I call on everyone to join Dustin Poirier and Justin Wren and myself as we help fight for the Batwata pygmies in Uganda and the homeless of our world. And your hey, boy Rogan yeah. matched it. 50? Yeah, so I think it's 100 grand. That's right like there. donating a Snickers bar for Rogan. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, 50 grand is a lot of money. Um, yeah. Also, uh, can we donate 50 to the homeless in LA? Is there a way we can focus on the homeless in LA? Hate to be selfish. Is there any way we can figure that out? It's such a freaking mess right now. Tell you what, man. Austin, shitload of homeless. Dude, it's getting bad. Them boys are yeah. out there, man. Like here? Oh, dude. Like tents everywhere and all that? Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, shit. Everywhere. Now, I know the statistics are like, well, LA's the you know, first team all homeless. You guys have more. Yeah, because we have so many fucking people, man. I, I get it. You, there's, and here's like the homeless here. Like if you go down to Skid Row or you go off San Vicente, it's like straight up fucking towns of homeless. We have a ton here. We have a ton. Austin has a ton. Hmm. And they have cars. Yeah, you don't they park their cars outside their tent. Playa del Rey, for some reason, where I'm at, <coughs> there's like old, like really old motorhomes. Yeah. Right? They're just stacked along the street everywhere. They just live in the motorhomes. Yeah, it's become a problem, man. Oh, yeah. But Caitlyn Jenner's going to figure it out. <laughs> yes, California. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this I thought was super funny. This but also, guy. Texas, you give me shit. You guys have Matthew McConaughey running, so take it easy. You guys also have an actor run. He's he in, uh, yeah. yeah. He's probably going to win. Listen, I know he's in Dallas Buyers Club, and he's a great guy. I'm a huge fan of him. All right, all right, all right. All right. But also, you, we have Caitlyn Jenner, and you guys have him. So be cool. It's all a shit show. Politics are a complete shit show. But I will say this. He seems to know his shit, and I'm a fan. I wish he would run here. I would vote for him in a heartbeat. I'd vote for this guy, who this fake fucking Conor McGregor <laughs> over Newsom. Look at that guy. Are I they know. not? Are they twins? I, it's, it's like they have to be the same family heritage or something. Some, I mean, somewhere down the road, yeah. there has to be same DNA strand. They look identical. It's so funny. Well, he, he's a drug he, dealer. He's that a person. Dublin two, and Conor's Dublin ten. He's the ugly brother of Conor. Exactly. McGregor. They have the same face, but just. Yeah, <laughs> it just one was in the front line when God was giving out beatings with the ugly stick. Connor was in the back line. He's in the front line. He looks identical and cut his hair the same. They have the same face. Same face. 
That's Connor in 10 years. That's what he's going to look like. That's the crazy thing about it. This guy's 34 years old. I can't believe he's 34. He's 34. 34. He, I look younger than him, yeah? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a hard 34. It's <laughs> a tough he, life. That's the toughest life. He says he has the best dope in Surrey. So Mark Nye was pulled over by police in the UK and told them his name was Connor. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. While he had hundreds of business cards promising the best drops, drops in, in Surrey. Surrey. So he's a marketing man as well. Uh, Nye, who boasts an expensive beard, but almost certainly isn't a two-weight UFC champ. Champion was caught in February while trying to discard Class A drugs. Two mobile phones, according to report in Wales. Look at his business card. Yep, Pretty McGregor Enterprise. The pocket. But also rocket. as a drug dealer, don't have business cards, though, you know? Paper trail, huh? Uh, McGregor Enterprises. And then he put, when officers analyzed Nye's phone, they discovered messages in relation to drug dealing. Yeah, no shit. They also found a large amount of boric acid, an agent used by dealers to cut drugs, and a large, clever, uh, accessible by his bed. Hell yeah, he's in a fucking club. You could try and steal his shit, man. The 34-year-old pleaded guilty at Guilford Crown Court to possession with intent to supply Class A drugs, driving while disqualified and without insurance. Standard. He was sentenced to two years and nine months behind bars. That's it? That ain't bad. He'll be back. <laughs> I bet you he gets the same tattoos as Connor, too, on his neck and shit. This will be great. This cheeser. Yeah, that's insane how much he looks like him. So basically, you know, Connor's Luigi and he's Wario. He's the Wario virgin of Connor. That's Wario. He's the bad one, the bad brother, and the ugly one. Wario's definitely uglier. There's Law Luigi too. Yeah, he's Wario. They're always uglier. There you go. What that's... if he can fight it all? Probably not. No. He doesn't look also, like Also, the, just the, the business cards as a drug dealer. What a boss move. He's an ugly dude. <laughs> but he looks just like him, but ugly. It's insane. Yeah, he's like the super non-filtered, ugly version of Conor McGregor. Mm -hmm. If Conor didn't get his life on track, that would be Conor right there. Probably the same business cards. Conor figured it out, though. Yes, he did. This guy never figured it out. And has business cards as a drug dealer, which is makes me a fan of him. <laughs> How old is Connor now? Thirty-two. They're only two years apart. That's insane. Yeah, the two they might be brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a quick one here. I guess Stephen A. Smith posted uh, this tweet. Oh. What is there anything worse than Stephen A. Smith breaking down fighting? Maybe me breaking down. Uh, Basketball. That's no different than me breaking down basketball. Anyways, uh, forgive me for bragging, but we've got the best UFC coverage in the world on ESPN. Hey, Bubba, you got the only coverage because you guys own the UFC. Uh, you got you got DC, Joe Rue, and John Ayak. Agree, they're the best. Chael Sonnen, Bisbing, providing color. Both great, too. My bro, Michael Leves. Uh, he's also good. The post fight, the guy, I think he's an actual fan. Have you seen him, the black dude? He's good. Uh -uh. He does the post fight. He's real. Usually they just have some lady up there who's just like man those guys are sweating in there huh what happened um <laughs> and then you have brett akimoto and ira hawani always on the scene so he left out megan only yeah and then she said um hey there, hey there for getting someone and i love megan olivi but i don't think it's personal yeah she kind of went during the q a she kind of went off on it this was actually tough for me olivi told me person including ma juggling including q a fall on friday's wins i don't love social media in general but then to play such a big role in terms of pre and post fight interviews like I'm the one on site doing them, then do all the hits on the broadcast, part of the team, literally the only woman on pay-per-view team, agree. 
Like he's a little beast. There's no other desk host. There's no one on the pre or post. Uh, it's literally just me. I thought Laura Senko was on there too, but I don't know for a fact. I love Maggie Olivia. Good friend. Hey, where's Lauren Sanko? Yeah. What are you doing, UFC? How is she not involved in this? I don't get it. I love Megan. She's a staple and she's fucking putting on her job. Lauren Sanko's a monster, dude. Easy on the eyes. Has fought inside the fucking cage. I guess they just leave her on contender series, and that's a shame. Oh, I know this guy now. Lauren Fire Agent. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. Has 28 followers. 20,000. Uh, yeah, for, for Megan Olivia, I'd say this, and a, a good friend of mine told me this the other day. It's not personal. Stephen A. Smith didn't mean to leave you out. Stephen A. Smith isn't even thinking of you. That's a problem. But Stephen A. Smith uh, thought he was doing a good thing by doing this and just left you out. Yeah, it's not personal. Forgot someone. He wasn't like, oh, I'm taking, I don't like Megan's coverage. No, it's none of that. He just fucked up. Yep. I don't want to make it about me and be like, I don't know how much he noticed me. I just don't think he was generally paying attention. That's all it is. Yep. I also wonder if he was helped with the tweet. For sure. He doesn't know all those people. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, Megan, keep doing your damn thing. You don't need validation from Stephen A. Smith. I think he's great when he's talking basketball and football and stuff like that, but mainly basketball. You don't need him, Megan. Who gives a fuck? He's not even in our world. Did you ever see it when they brought him on the broadcast and Rogan lit him up? It was so awkward. And then did and then he's talking shit about cowboy. Remember that? Why do you want you don't need to be validated by that guy? You're as legit as a cut, Megan. True that. I remember when her and Joseph Benavides first started dating. That's how old school I go with Megan Olivi. I heard that they didn't even like meet during fights or anything beforehand, like through friends. Uh, yes and no. Mm. She's working for the UC for a hot second. And he's a good dresser. His style's pretty yeah, I mean, badass. One of the best personalities in the UFC of all time. Mm-hmm. Mr. Steel, your girl, at 5'1". <laughs> and she's also 5'1". Yeah, cute couple. Their kids are going to be fucking jockeys. <laughs> and have asses, because they both have asses. Can't be short and not have an ass. <laughs> it's science. You ever seen a short person with, without an ass? Short person without an ass? Never. Never. <laughs> Kev, you ever seen a short person without an ass? The never, never. 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 It doesn't exist. And the shorter you are, the bigger they ask you sometimes, ass right? <laughs> All right. That's have asses. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we already knew this, but yeah, Tyron Woodley officially no, no, no longer under contract with UFC. Makes sense. Yeah. But it says here they didn't, con- or they didn't cut him, but his contract. Oh, Jimmy Man put, wow, they cut him? No, they didn't. His contract was up. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just probably looking elsewhere. What do you think about him and Jake? Like, he really wants to fight him. I think too much. Yes, I think Woodley would not come out cold. Yeah, and you guys know I was, I was telling you last week how you know there's this hate on Jake, and I get he's getting this all this attention, but Jake has to be very select. Again, he only has three fights, and you guys want to throw him to the fucking pits of fighting, and it's just not the way the game works. Even though he's getting the attention of a superstar like Canelo or. Woodley or DC, he's not at their same skill level or experience level. And you guys want that because we're used to that when you're seeing these bright lights and all the attention he's getting. But 
it would be such a disservice to have Jake fight a guy like Woodley. And I know 98% of these viewers and uh, listeners listen to the podcast right now want to see Jake lose. I get that. But um, Jake and his team are smart enough where they, they know that's not them. That's not them. You got to be very careful. I told you guys this when they announced that Ben Askren fight. I said, Jake has to be careful because he's starting to teeter into our lane now. If we're swimming, you know, and he's he, he specializes in the backstroke. He's starting to come over to the to the real lane. You know, we're we're doing the butterfly, and he doesn't know the butterfly yet. And you gotta be real careful when you come over there, because you fuck with a guy like Woodley or DC. You know, mm-hmm. um, there, there's something in me where I, I I think eventually, you know, in two or three fights, a guy like Mike Perry makes sense. And so I, you wanted Dylan first and then Perry after that, right? Dylan and then Perry, yeah. yeah. And then his brother. <laughs> or you could go Dylan, your brother, Perry. But Pe- Perry would give, give him a lot of fit, yeah. fritz. You, you got to be careful, man. And if, 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 if and I would assume, but if the goal is to make money, you got you to gotta choose wisely. Speaking of choosing wisely, the matchmakers choose wisely and set up Dominic Reyes, Yeri Projakka. Projakka. What's his nickname? I just call him first team all body. Oh, shit. Hold that on. boy is bodied up for days. Even my girl was like, God damn. And then I went on a diet. <laughs> Denisa? Denisica. He's from Czech, he's Czech Republic. Yeah. 6'3", every bit of 205. Used to fight at heavyweight. Just bodied the fuck up, dude. Had his coming out party in the UFC. Huge KO. His style is so different, man. He's so... By far the most entertaining light heavyweight. By far, he's fucking entertaining. I wish your boy who blew out his shoulder doing the worm could got his shit together. Because him versus Yuri. Johnny Walker versus him would be so fun. His nickname is Denisa. But nope. Doesn't. <laughs> nope. Can't mark that. Can't mark that, Yeri. Yeah. I just like Yeri the body, man. I'm just going to call him Yeri the body. Yeri the body versus Dominic Reyes is a phenomenal fucking fight. You know, I know Dominic Reyes is an underdog here, which I, I do find interesting. I, you know, obviously Yeri being the rising champion, um, you know, he has some huge wins, knocked out King Mo, stuff like that. His style is just so different. For me, as much as I love Yuri the body, it's hard to back him and bet on him because his style is so unconventional. If he fights a traditional guy and a guy like Dom Graves who has great movement, with those unconventional movements, it, there's, it definitely exposes you. So I don't know his ceiling. I don't know his ceiling in the UFC. I don't. But at light heavyweight, you look, you know, if he's one winner, he beats Dom Graves, he's fighting your boy Jan next. Um, which I think would be a good matchup for him. Start yeah. CB Dalloway, Manalo, Lawler. You know, so he hasn't beat the best of the best. Um, he got rocked hard too by Vulcan. Yeah, he did. He really did. But and, that, but, and that's what's scary about betting on him. Mm-hmm. With his style, he is open to big shots. Yeah. And Ray is, is, is pretty traditional, has great footwork. Not a bad bet if you want to make some money. On uh, this fight card to bet on Reyes, you know, landing something with his, with you know, the body's unconventional movement, 
But Yeri uh, is one of my favorite fighters. I would not bet against him. He's one of my favorite fighters. They're doing Cub Swanson no favors. Um, very tough, fucking tough fight for him. But my the fight I would circle on this card is Kuta Libra versus Dustin Jacoby. Strickland Jocko is a great one too. Cody Stamen, you remember him? Marab great card though. Yeah. Straight up fun. A lot of action is gonna be on this card. A lot of action. Do not miss this card. Is that it, Chin? No, there's another fight. I bet you didn't know what was going to happen this weekend, but Andy Ruiz Jr. Ooh, I will watch the shit out of that. Yeah. I'm so curious. Again, it's a thick boy summer. Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz was first team all thick boy. Listen, Andy Ruiz and Chris Aurelio are f- thick thicks. <laughs> They're, it's too thick he's going at it. But Reese has decided to get his shit together and lose some weight. Is that Chappelle with some fucking crust velvet shoes? Is it? Yeah, it was. Oh, it is. Hell yeah. All right, Vance. go back. See what happens when you hang out with me? Uh, Reese looks like he's he's gotten some shape there. Is that him with uh, Fury? Yeah. Damn, he's not small. I'm proud of Reese. He really, uh, all right, love handling. <laughs> I know. Oh, no, that's not him. That's somebody bending down. Zoom in. You're Please kidding. That's somebody, be- that's somebody behind him. No, dude. That's him. No. Look at that. It's coming out of his shorts. Yeesh. No wonder he wants to wait. He's, yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look as bad in this angle. He looks good, though. Yeah. Ruiz looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's a Mexican-Mexican crime between him and Aurelio. Yeah, he's looking a lot better now. Ruiz looks fantastic, and his hands are fast as fuck. I'll take Ruiz in that one, man. That's Saturday on Fox? Yep. Or Saturday? Saturday. Hell yeah. <laughs> All about it. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. Enjoy the fight night on the UFC with my boy Yeri the Body, Don McRae's. And then you got fucking Andy Thickums Ruiz fighting. Thick boy Summer, and those boys are kicking it off. Um, back on the road. Having so much fun, man. You see the videos. The, the shows are lit as fuck, man. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Never been. Going to drink a bunch of bourbon out there. We go on all the whiskey tours. Lexington, Kentucky, May 6th through May 8th. That's next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, there's no easy flights to get there either. God damn it, Lexington. But I will be there. Lexington, Kentucky. First time ever being there. May 6th, 7th, and 8th. And then Houston, Texas. Whitney, Houston, Texas, May 20th through the 22nd, Houston Improv. I'll have a special guest there. That's going to be a big one. And Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, my favorite clubs. First comic ever there, so it's dear to my heart. Bricktown Comedy Club, Oklahoma City, June 10th through the June 12th. We'll have some other shit on the books for you guys. To get that F-A-T-K-Z.com. Enjoy the fights this weekend. It's a crazy world, man. Be safe out there. Stay thick. I'm out.